don't know how it's going to go. But... What? And we walked off the stage. Billy Corgan was like, you just played with James Brown. I was like, yes, I did, Billy Corgan. Yeah. And was, what? <laughs> what, what, what did you put? Where are you Bear playing? Sacks. That's my bare sacks. I peed next time in a urinal at the same time. But That's pretty cool. All we said was, what's up? What's up with you? All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What in East Dallas is going on? I'm Camille. And I'm Rich. Rich, today we have a surprise a for everybody. Surprise. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, from a few years back, just a few years, but mm-hmm. Ken Bethea with Old 97s. The Old yes. 97s. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Great so man. awesome to have you here, Ken. Seriously. It's fun to, it's in fun the, to be here. Live and in the studio. In this treehouse. Treehouse. It, <laughs> it feels like Treehouse Studios. Treehouse Studios. Hey, you know what? We should name this the Treehouse Studios. Oh, that's a good name. We it's should. It does yeah. feel it feels like, like that. We're here. He, gets some, he gets a cut of that. Yeah. Damn, it's a cut of zero, though. Zero and zero still. That's right. So, Ken is an East Dallas boy, Lake Highlands, White Rock. That's right. To be exact. And when And you're originally from Tyler. I'm from just outside of Tyler at an area called Chapel Hill, which is uh, okay. yeah. just, um, we didn't really have a town. We had a shop and save. All right. So nice. when did you get to Dallas? Um, I had grown up. I was not, I wanted to get out of East Texas. I went to University of Texas, got out of there. I moved back there to Tyler because I had no other, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. I taught high school for a year. Oh, you did? Oh, I did. What did you teach? What did you teach? Um, English, journalism, and yearbook. Yearbook, yeah, a little bit of school called West Rusk, which is kind of got a little bit of fame to it. Um, if you've ever heard of a school in East Texas that exploded in the 1930s and killed mm-hmm. half the students, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Um, 300 of the 600 kids were that killed in 1937. How um, sad is that? It's so sad that they got a condolences letter from Adolf Hitler, and it's still out there. Are so, you no. kidding yeah. me? I mean, this is before he was. As it was in 1937, spring of 37. Right before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. But so anyway, um, so I worked there and wow. I liked the job. I liked teaching, but I didn't, I hadn't gone to school. I, I have an advertising degree. And so uh, I was like, I can't, I don't want to stay out here. And so in 88, I moved to Dallas on a whim and just. Uh, what yeah. were you doing when you first moved here? Um, worked in a newspaper in Carrollton. Okay. Where I loved the job. It was, I loved that job. It was really, yeah, I was doing, um, paste up graphic arts. Okay. And it was like kindergarten. Like you just went in every day. We had a stack of ads to build me uh-huh. and a couple other guys. Shout out Randy and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and you just did that till midnight. It was like second shift. So uh-huh. we're up all night. We got paid $6 and 50 cents an hour. That was, which the, was, that's, Tight, even in those days, but it was. <laughs> that was my first job. I made six fifty an hour. Yeah, tight. It's tight, but it got me out of East Texas and got me going. And then I switched jobs and hated the second job, and I made more money. And I was I quit that job at about the time me and Rhett Murray started the band. Okay. Did, were you playing guitar? Like, yeah, yeah. Were you playing this whole time? I had I had picked up a guitar this the right before two. I was a my so my dad's a high school football coach. Okay. Right? All right. But is he still? No, nah, he, he's old. But that's what he was doing. You know, he by the end of his career, he was like superintendent of our school. But okay, he was, he was. I grew up in one of those athletic families where was, we went to all the football games, and I played high school football, baseball, tennis, yeah, stuff like that. So my senior year, I had really gotten into music. Um, we had no music at our house until, like, all we had. Was a Barbra Streisand eight track and a Merle Haggard eight track and a Osmond's eight track. Merle Haggard, <laughs> what, a, what a range! Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so, uh, <laughs> so that was all we listened to. So I, I can know I know a lot of their songs by heart. Those people, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's funny. As long as they're greatest hits types, because my parents were greatest hits types, right? They're not really <laughs> deep divers. Uh-huh. So um, and then I got into like rock music, like I just like, but I was in tenth grade, ninth. Going into tenth grade, that's that's late. That's a late start for. I just didn't even. I didn't either. Like well, my music didn't until I went to college and was playing music with other musicians. That, that it was like, oh shit, really? Yeah, no. There's I'm more feeling, than just uh, you know huh. whatever. I mean, yeah. I you know some song I heard on commercial like the Wiener, yeah, you know, Oscar Mayer song or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just got into like, and then and and then so there was a lot of people in my high school that like country, and I didn't want to be like them. You're in East Texas. I, I wanted to be the alternative. So I, I had found this uh, 
magazine in that school library, Rolling Stone, right? And I started reading it, <laughs> and I started being able to read through the lines of like, oh, the police, this must be good, because yeah. it talks about them. They have cool haircuts. So I got the police record, the first record when it first came out, oh, and that yeah. was where I began to position myself there, cheap trick, talking heads. Yeah. So I was talking head guys. I graduated 81, so I was talking heads man in like 79. And my, I remember trying to get my friends to listen to talking heads, and they were just like, but hey, man. <laughs> It's some kind of cult uh, slur music. Mm-hmm. So, and I'd be like, oh, man, it's awesome. Y'all got to quit listening to all that stupid, you know, uh, Mickey Gilly music, whatever. Yeah. So this was kind of like it, the before glam rock, but right after like. Well, it's after the original glam. Yes. Because the original glam is like early 70s. Early like, 70s. Like yeah. Stooges and all that. This yeah, was yeah, in yeah. 80. So yeah. Cheap Trick was yeah. big. Yeah. We were all, yeah. I was a big Cheap Trick fan. Yeah. And then my big bigs were Queen and ACDC. Of course. Um, just a huge fan of them. So yeah. you're self-taught. You're yeah, but everybody, you know what? I think just nearly everyone is. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, these yeah. days, like my son is a pretty good guitar player and he finger picks. He learned it all off YouTube. Like I don't oh, finger yeah. pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't finger pick. So... But you yeah, don't? Nah, only when I have to. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a good finger picker. My kid loves finger picking. I, I, I'm not a guitar player, so I, I yeah. wouldn't know why. Well, that the have you heard of Abraham Alexander? No. Uh, he's from Oak Cliff Boy. He, he's getting pretty big, and um, he learned to play from watching Leon Bridges on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Are you I serious? Mean, yeah. yeah. It's a I lot easier nowadays to yeah. You know, yeah. Now, Audie, Audie learned. He's a pretty good. I mean, he's a pretty good guitar player. Certainly at finger picking better than. Most of the people I know, but, um, wow. but is that hard to do? Can, it's just, it's a lot of stuff going on. Really? Like if you're, you it just know. takes practice, man. It's just like everything. In Are you world. good at math? I wouldn't say my advertising <laughs> degree <laughs> I mean, had a lot of math. I did have an A in a math class at university of Texas, but did you? it was an easy class. Okay. So, um, my kiddo and everyone I know that's really good at music. I'm not talking about, they just play. I'm talking about people that are good that naturally sort of get music. Mm-hmm. They're all good at math. I think that, like, my son's really good at math, but he's a programmer. I do th- I do know that See? certain people are – I used to say everybody has a chance at music. I have retracted that. <laughs> you haven't heard me sing. <laughs> you haven't heard me either. And, and also, <laughs> like, even meeting, uh, meeting Rhett, that's our singer. Mm-hmm. So the first time I met Rhett, or well, the first time I met him, the first time I played a song with him, uh-huh. it was like – it's kind of mind-blowing because it just flushed away everyone I'd ever been in a room with that – it was a musician. It was a singer slash songwriter because he dunked on them all. He didn't mean to be dunking on them. He was just playing me yeah, a song. But he was 21, and this song was killer. It's the first song. It's called St. Ignatius on our first record. What's it called? It's called St. Ignatius. Okay. And so like we, so fast forward, I had moved to uh, – by the way, I started playing guitar right at football season. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah and, yep, and so I played guitar through the 80s, and I played hard for a few years, and then I just kind of started doing other – I lived – by then – so fast forward to 92, so 12 years after I'd learned to play guitar, I was playing accordion and banjo and just oh, awesome. really piddling around. Okay. Just trying to and, – and I was 30. I was 29. And I, so the idea of being That's in a band – That's so insane. Yeah, the idea of being in a band meant maybe I could get in a band in Dallas that um, we would play you know, once a month at mm-hmm. something like Club Dada. Maybe I can get – we'll get some free beer. I'll meet some girls. I was single. And maybe uh, – Maybe that's that. Maybe yeah. that's what my life yeah. can be. That would have been a really nice thing, you know, to get to be in this kind of band. And then I met Rhett and Murray, you know, these apartments that fell in last year oh, yeah. right there on Matilda. Yeah. yeah. Marquita Quartz. Yeah. Well, we all live there. Okay. So, um, and that's how y'all met living that's there. That's living there. Red and Murray already knew each other, and I already knew Philip. That's her drummer. So you, you were you searching for band members at this time? Or no, they no, they just met. You know what's crazy? I remember reading a story about Charlie Watts, the late mm-hmm. um, drummer mm-hmm. for the Rolling Stones, and he said that he was going to start. He was going to join a band, and he said, "You know what? I'll join this little band thing called Rolling Stones. Like, why not? It'll last six months." Yeah, because he when he can jazz drummer, and that what when he going to be a jazz guy? Yeah, like so. he yeah. he wasn't yeah, really he a bigger fish to fry, bigger yeah. fish to fry than being this blues just, band. Yeah. yeah, so he just joins this little band called the Rolling Stones. Boom. Well, he was sixty years off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, from six months six, turned into sixty from the original years. Band, yeah. Yeah. So y'all met, yeah. y'all met at yeah. the apartment, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. And just started playing we, we, and we getting. Yeah, gigs. we met. It was just me, Ryan Murray, and over time we just started getting together once a week drinking a little beer and playing some guitars. 
and uh, there was but, no talk of ban. Okay, okay, yeah. Rhett by then had already had this little. Rhett, Rhett had a high school record, and his high school record did well, and it, and he was semi famous in Deep Ellum. Like, yeah, yeah. Even then, when I would walk down in Deep, with me and Rhett went out to Deep Ellum, we would walk thirty feet, and someone would stop him. How old is he? Twenty-one. Y'all are the same age at the time. I'm twenty-nine. I'm oh, a, oh, I'm he's, a, he's a baby. Oh, he's a little okay, one. okay. He's a little one. He's a little one. Uh, wow. I'm the oldest one. Murray's a year. Oh, I thought Murray was older than you. Well, he acts like he's about six years older. Than <laughs> uh, he is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, so that was kind. Of, and then Philip is uh, like an '85 graduate, so three years, three or four, four years younger than me. Okay. So um, Philip also lives in Lake Collins. So um, so that was the deal. We started kind of doing these songs, and but there was none talk of a band, and then. At some point, I'd quit the job. And I think for them, they didn't, they were like, I think this is what they said. Wow, that's weird. Ken quit that job. I wonder if he wanted, would want to, and he, they, he says he has some money because I had saved a bunch of money. I was always kind of been a money saver. So I had, uh-huh. and my rent was 280 a month, all of it was paid. Good night. And I had like $8,000. Oh my God. Where do I go? I was retired, done. $8,000 yeah, in the bank. Two eighty a month. All I can live forever. Live Jeez, forever, live forever, just <laughs> that's what my trash payment is every month. Yes, yes. So, um, uh, so Murray says, right now I have booked this show at Chumley's, which is a place down. Oh, uh, I remember Chumley's. Yeah, yeah. On the backside of where deep of uh, Gypsy Tea Rooms. Tea Rooms. Yeah. yeah. And he said, um, "You want to come play on the songs that we have been practicing with us?" And I said, "Yeah, it sounds fun." And we went down there and played, huh. and it was fun, and we got along, and it's just never stopped. Are oh, you kidding awesome. me? It's the same four of us. Oh. Well, we added Philip a few months later. We weren't even going to have a drummer at first, and then we had a guy kind of try out his drummer, sort of, and he wasn't a super good drummer, but um, it made us think, ah, the, these songs sound great with drums. Now looking back mm-hmm. on it, we were like, oh, it would have never worked without the drums. But, yeah. And it, so it, along the way, Ritz now and then done his own stuff, stuff yeah. here and there, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess always has. You know, it's crazy. I've heard people, band members, talk about the chemistry with the band. Sometimes it's better to have a someone that's not an A, as long as the chemistry's there, because that's like the most important thing. If yeah, and that's something. the thing that you can't even know when you start, because there's a huge mm-hmm. difference between a local band. Yeah, they might get to go play Austin twice a year. Sure. That's a completely different animal than a national band that yeah. you're running a business together. Right. That, and hey, it's a complicated business. A, the music, bi- hey, you guys have been in your your music has been in a number of movies, movies, uh, all kinds of stuff, TV shows and things. Just all of those decisions have to be made. They have to be made wow. by all four of us. This is not a. It's a complete democracy within the band. So sure. even if some person wants to do this or that. Um, you know, you have to go, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And for the most part, we get along on those things. I mean, sometimes we have a disagreement. Yeah, just like, mm-hmm. a, well, I'd be better, you know, if sure. I would prefer it this way. But I've got my time. So if there's something on our this new record, we're about to go make a new record in June. And I, there's a, there's a, I wish we had more rehearsal going into it. Okay. It just didn't happen. Part of it has to do with Murray is side, has this side band now that's, was an 80s band called the Long Riders that uh, I was a fan of. It's uh, funny. Their one re- or they had a couple records, but one record was really good, and I listened to it when I was a college student. And then they kind of broke up for a long time, and they got their band back together a few years ago. I mean, just like three or four years ago, and their bass player had died. And so Murray – and Murray Murray lives in Pasadena, California, and they live okay. – bands out of – more or less California band. So he's in that band. Well, he's in Europe right now on tour with them, which cut wow. us from getting to do the kind of rehearsal I'd rag- like to do. Oh, shoot. But – this would have been devastating in 1995, but it's not anymore. We're good musicians now. We were not. We were not. Yeah. There's a point where you become like I can't play any. If I had to join a cover band, the people in the cover band would think they had got a turd guitar player. <laughs> I can't play. Don't give me any Van Halen songs. I can't play. I hate Led. I'm not a Led Zeppelin. I don't care. That to me is just like a waste of time. Really. But if you give me old 97 songs, guess what I am. Yeah, you're professional. Got 10,000 hours in on it, right? This is what I do, and this is what we do. So I know that when we go in to make our record, it'll take, you know, after, yeah, it'll be fine. So when you quit that job, Mm -hmm. never never got another job other than the band? Well, I went (laughs) all the way 29 years without getting another job. Oh, my God. And a year ago, so I'm a huge board gamer. 
Like I have okay. probably four. I don't know how many hundred board games. Like I board have. games, like a kids, like a board game. Board games, yeah. Okay. It's not kid games. Not kid plays. games. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, but come yeah, on. yeah. No board Just games. Like strategy okay. board games. That's what most people would think of as. Do you like Stratego? Stratego. Stratego. I liked that when I was in high school. That was okay. a big player. Man, I love Stratego. Stratego was uh, fun, and we're going to hide those bombs, I'll, right? I'll beat you and some <laughs> Stratego. Um, you got to help. You got to. You got to protect all your guys. Your yeah. flags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With well, the flags in the man. Flags. So yeah, uh, I had. I was in Oak Cliff one night. And I walk into this board game store called House Rules Games. It's right across from Gloria's on. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to be friends with the owner. I told him what I did. He knew about the band. And he said, at one point, he said, what are you doing on tour? And I said, I don't do anything. What do you mean you don't do that? I said, well, I do stuff. I don't just lay on the bed. But just fill around, (laughs) man. You know, uh, mow the lawn, do do whatever needs to be done around the house. I've I've always been the cook at our house. so But now it's less. My kids don't live there anymore. So now... uh, Feast or famine. <laughs> we just nibble around <laughs> cheese or whatever. <laughs> but uh wrong with that. Um, but uh, uh, I told Stephen, I said, "Well, I should go down here and work sometime." I said, "Not, not much. Like once a week." I'm sorry, I can't be. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really a worker, <laughs> but I just want to come in and hang out. And so I've been there now for a year and a half. Are you kidding I, me? I work there all day Tuesday, but to, I flip my Tuesday. I'm working all day tomorrow. So that's 11, hilarious. 11 to 9 the, yeah, and so uh, awesome. I, I no go in there way. and I chit chat with everybody i'll talk board games sometimes it ventures over into uh the band you know it'll come yeah. up or something and then when we had this guardians of the galaxy thing we can talk about a minute that was blowing of course everybody oh, that blew up. everybody yeah, at board sure. game store is a marvel fan right so oh yeah uh, sure. uh I, I i keep having to i kept my picture my my costume picture right up at the front so i can check yeah that's me so um yeah. so all that was <laughs> awesome. going on yeah. um and and what we we're talking about earlier, when you were so I'm the only one at the store. It's a little shop, okay. so only one person at a time, which is great. I don't want to have to spend. I don't have to work with somebody else, right? Yeah. I'm the boss. I'm sitting in like a big chair, like Captain Kirk, and uh-huh. you get to DJ. You get to play your own. Oh, own cool! Stuff. Are you kidding? Oh. Well, you play what you want to play yeah. on Spotify. So who's going to change it? Right. <laughs> so we were talking about indie music earlier. The yeah. reason and uh, Stephen is 30, so that's what he listens to. Okay. He's the owner, Stephen. I come in, he's got his indie music on. I'll often give it a chance for a while <laughs> until this. And there's a few of the bands on there I already know. Like, I was pretty much into that Wet Leg record that came out last yeah, year. Yeah, Wet Leg. It's a good record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's kind of, but there's a lot of it on there. It's just kind of like, yeah, man, you know. Father John Misty for me, you know, just kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to go to okay. sleep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to work yeah, yeah. here. But. Really, what I've been playing at the board game shop is I've always been a jazz fan, but really playing a ton of Coltrane and a ton of Miles Davis, Edith oh, Piaf, for no for like, way, like French uh, cabaret, uh, you know, like street music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that kind of music. Yes, and when you're working in Bishop Arts on uh-huh. Friday night, yeah, yeah. that's what you have to. People walk in, that's what they want to hear, man. Yeah. So that's what I've really been listening to. That's a cool. Ton of, I mean, hours. So, so you, you seem like you're you appreciate music in general, just music. I, I most here's the deal. Most people when they'll say what kind of music you like, they'll say all kinds. Nobody, like, very few people like all kinds of music. the musicians I know usually have a huge because you're so. There's a reason you become a musician. Right, right. Most people say all kinds. I like yeah. Kid Rock and things like Kid Rock or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah great. Yeah. Well, just let's don't play any of that. Or let's just do something else other than Kid Rock music right now. Yeah. But but um, I'm also old. Hell, when you're old, you've had time. Like my son will go, what else do you like sometimes? Yeah. And I'll say, like he didn't even know about the kinks until just like six months oh, ago. Oh, yeah. And I said, man, you know what? I know you listen to a lot of Stones because really Rolling Stones is probably my favorite all-time all, all band. Did you see him live when they were here at Fair Park? I saw him at Fair Park and I saw him at, uh, then me and my friend went to the Austin, but the Fair Park was better. Fair Park was good. The rainy night? Yes. Me and my wife and kids were there. My kids went with us. They'd never seen the Stones. And oh, it, it was amazing. Us. It was so much fun. We were front row, right up, standing right up there in the front. It was amazing. Well, I was that like, guy has more energy than he has so much all energy. four of us combined. It is crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like, it can't be like natural energy. My daughter, who was 19 at the time, now she's 20. She did not. I just, she knew a lot of the songs, probably a dozen songs, 15 songs, but she yeah. didn't really, I didn't go. I just didn't sell her up on Mick. Yeah. Know, let's just see what she does. Dude, she so was laughing and cheering and like going, Dad. Do you think he's proud of himself? I said, he's at, this is the way she communicates. I said, she's, he's really proud of himself. She goes, you think he's sassy? And she would start doing his, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, he's a total sass. Yeah. I said, he's been the sassy. I did tell her. 
That's going so into funny. it, I said, all right, we're all familiar with how big Taylor Swift is, right? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And I said, these guys have been the biggest, not roughly as big as Taylor Swift since 1965. Yeah. Yes. I go, their entire life. And they're yes. like 80. Yeah. yeah. She goes, yeah. That, that was a good selling point going Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break right, right here. Let's do it. And we're, I want to get into like when you actually realized, oh man, like I'm able to make money yeah. being in a band and playing music. Like, Absolutely. So more, than beer, more than beer money. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah, more, yeah. Than, more than beer money. <laughs> right. And some food occasionally. Yeah. Right. Now then I'll eat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Awesome. We will Sounds be good. right back. Hey, Hayes, I tell you what. Yeah. Let's, let's. Oh, you know what? Let's add some old 97 music. Right about now. Now. that East Dallas has over 200,000 residents and over 1.1 million visitors every single month and And you you have the the opportunity opportunity to reach them if you're interested in partnering up with us on the website visit eastdallas.com or on this show at what in East Dallas is going on connect with us our email is connect at visit eastdallas.com that's connect at visit eastdallas.com thank you for supporting the show and thank you for being a part of East Dallas We're back. We're back with Ken. All right. Old 97. So there yep. for a while, I have Ken to say. Bethia. Ken Bethia. It's Bethia. 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 Everybody Bethia. pronounces it a lot Bethia. 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 Right, right. It's, yep. it's, you know. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. So there for a while, y'all were playing, it seems like a few years, you would play uh, not New Year's Eve the night before. Right. At House of Blues, different places. Yeah. Like, I saw y'all like each year because we would call it New Year's Adam instead of New Year's Eve. Uh, one time, a gypsy too, one time or Probably. trees or somewhere. Yeah, a few places. Yeah, trees. So one, time was at, one time at Longhorn Ballroom. I remember that one for some reason. Okay, can't remember if I was there. Yeah, I think we're going to play it this December, but oh, it's, not, it's not booked. I was not. I'm so excited about that venue. But anyway, you were saying. So anyway, I just we would see you. We go see the old nights. It was like a tradition. Yeah. The, Night before New Year's Eve, we get to yeah, 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 the pre, the pre, pre yeah. I love playing New Year's Eve, but for some reason, Rhett does not. He doesn't. Why? No, man, there are a few. This is the the mystery. I feel like this. I feel like that he looks at New Year's Eve. I don't really know. I just amateur hour, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's like, for when cover bands. Yeah, play. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get that. I could. I see never had a that. good gig on New Year's. They all sucked. Every yeah. single. That's why I think yeah. the night before is better. I think the night before yeah. is better. I, personally, but you are. I do see that. And in, in fact, here in Dallas, it's that's a good it's, point. It's, it's the same. Yeah, I don't go like out on New Year's Eve anymore. I'm no, just like I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. But I mean, <laughs> you get paid at least double. Yeah. Oh, well, it'd be worth it for that. Yeah. And I don't go out on New Year's Eve. Yeah. At all, seriously. So you may as well play. I have not gone anywhere on New Year's Eve that have anything to do with my band. Uh, well, I went somewhere on Y two K, but it was just a friend's house, just because we all thought, well, sure. in the world's here, right? Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> that's really, next, that's next year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just silly. So we don't. So maybe someday we'll play New Year's Eve again, but or something around in there around that time. Well, I tell you, because you you guys you start to raise up, like you start to come up through the ranks a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And at what point did you say, okay, we're on to something? Like, we can actually make a living, living doing this. Was it like a gradual thing, or did it happen like, oh, my goodness, like, here we are? It was – here's here's what happened. A year and a half into the band, we, we released our first record. And the first record in no way 
was something that I thought it was really good, but guess what? Yeah. The worst bands out there think their music is good, right? Sure. So what? I, and I knew at the and time. And their moms. Maybe, yeah, their moms and grandmothers. They all think, oh, listen to this record or this <laughs> awesome. CD. So, but it came out and it, while it did not blow up in the sense of a national thing, it blew up in a local thing. And it also mm. made Let's us believe start. that what we were doing was right. And I remember us going to Chicago mm. and um, about three or four months after the record had come out, and uh, we were playing that song, the song St. Ignatius, that um, was, is the first song on our first record. Okay. And uh, there's a slowdown part in it. There's a kind of a dropout where we're just kind of sings and you hit the chord, you know, and someday when we're – and I heard something. I just heard something. I was like, what the hell? What's that, what's that sound? You know, it's, and I was looking around at my monitors, <laughs> and, I re- and I looked out, and I realized there's all the people singing. Oh, and my I, goodness. This was only wow. two yeah. months, three months after – in oh, we got goosebumps. We had never played. This was like our second or third time played Chicago, second time probably. And but it was, it was so early in the band, like you could still just remember three months earlier. We'd be really happy if thirty people came to see us sure. in Dallas. Now here we are. The show was sold out. It was a couple hundred people there. The place called the Beat Kitchen that burned later, and they were all singing along. And I and I remember just going, "This, this is this is not normal. This is really this is a good thing." Wow. And so that was the first thing that made me really, I just remember, I never have forgotten that night thinking about that. Then for like the next 18 months, uh, actually the next two years, we were, we were climbing. Okay. But still. Were you still working and stuff? Like how did, how was that? I would work sometimes at uh, like um, temp jobs, like okay. uh Usually I had computer temp jobs, like um, okay. or filing. One time I had this cool job for like a week mm-hmm. at, at, at the <laughs> said a week. Yeah, it was a temp job it's at great. that tower. Maybe called Thanksgiving something. It goes oh, up the kind tower. of twist. It's the big one downtown. The, uh-huh. It's the twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was way up there at the very top. Uh-huh. Of these people and a giant file room, and I was just putting files in these giant racks and just up there for a whole week. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so yeah, jobs like that. But the big turn happened with we all have heard about bands getting signed at South by Southwest. Sure. Usually, well, it's, it doesn't happen from what I hear so much anymore. But it was a, a deal. It was the deal in the nineties. So in the in the in the spring of ninety six, we had been playing our butts off. We we're always playing. Um, we had by then released two records, and you know, somewhat of just what, really here regionally. Nah, we were going. We went. We were going by then everywhere. Oh, were you really? Yeah. You just weren't making a Except whole lot of money all over the U.S. Or all making over? any money? One hundred fifty dollars a night, two hundred dollars a night. What? Just in the U.S. though, right? Or were you going overseas? Just in the U.S. Although we had, we, we were like a month away from yeah. this thing. Okay. But, okay. But still, I mean, we would make like three or four hundred dollars. We'd play, but I still live in the apartments, two eighty a month. Okay. Uh, you know, God it was bastard. working. So we're just sort of scraping by, but there was so much of. Uh, of it just felt good what we were doing you know there's that part where you again this is 90s stuff when you get to the town and you're on the cover of their local dallas observer even though there could be the smashing pumpkins in town the same weekend but they're already they're not the cool band yeah we were the cool band because we weren't popular Whoa. enough you know what i mean yeah and that and we you all very well we're very aware of this like that we were Coming we up, were, we were part of the cool kids, mm-hmm. and we and, and, and when you're not making a lot of money, that's the only thing that lets you put your head on your pillow, <laughs> and keep you crying all night. Wow, well, at least we're cooler than uh, I don't know, yeah. Jim Blossoms, you know, yeah, yeah, Counting Crows, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, pop bands, and so that's the way we felt about ourselves. And um, mm-hmm. we came around the, but we were about to join those bands. That's that's what always happens to you. You leave those other ones, the, the cool kids behind, right? At some point, so it's, so when we came around the bend there. Uh, we'd been on this huge 40 day tour, which was slaying us. It was taking us down. Uh-huh. It had gone all the way to Wilmington, North Carolina on the east side, mm-hmm. all through the Tennessee world and all this stuff, yeah. all the way to Seattle on the west oh, side. Oh, jeez. And we were just. And you're in a van. 40 days. Oh, yeah. Wow. Were we all van in it? Van white, and trailer? Oh, yeah. No, no trailer. No, no. We just had a white van we bought from this guy, Steve Mabry, who uh-huh. got it from a church. And, uh, and it was a eight, 1980, and it was mm, ah, like that AM radio. And, um, uh, you had all your shit with you. All of us right behind us, and we'd met the guys, and they might be giants. And when I looked in the uh, oh, 
one of the Johns looked in our thing in our van and was like, uh, you know, you, you know this band blah blah blah. And we're like, yeah, didn't they have a wreck? He was, yeah, they they had a van wreck. And I said, and all their gear was like y'all's and went right through. And we heard from their, we know them, and we heard from their friends and said that it squished them. It just yeah, squished yeah. them. Oh. No, yeah, we used to do that too. Yeah. No, did you fix it? Uh, we got more popular and bought a better van. That's how we fixed it. We didn't fix okay. it like that way. Okay. Uh, so we got home from the thing, or we we got to <laughs> South by, and uh, and what we didn't know was that at the time, everyone in the music industry was talking about us. But there's not a way to know this. You don't no know. one calls you yeah. and says, we're all going to be there. Because part of their jobs is to keep it on the down low so they oh. can get us cheaper. Sure. Oh, really? Just like oh, yeah. And before social media. Yeah, totally oh, before social media. So you don't even know. No, we didn't know anything. Yeah, because you know what? That's a great point you bring up because you, you're actually kind of isolated. What most people don't realize when you're on the road like that mm-hmm. – um, which I've been fortunate yeah. enough to to be a part of. You are completely isolated, but it doesn't seem like it because you're paying and playing in front of hundreds right. or thousands of people. So exactly you think right. there's all this attention on you at all times, but you're like, no, only for about two hours. I have all this attention. Yeah, yeah. And you just then you're just yeah. You, you don't really know because people. You're exactly right about that. It's insane. It was obviously more so before at least you had the phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, now, you, now really, you know. How yeah. can you even know anything? If you, yeah. Did that jack you up mentally, though? Like Which part? Like the, the part of the isolation part, but then the being in front of a lot of people, like all of a sudden, and then back to isolation and being in front of a lot, a lot of people. Of it, is, it is more fun and more – it's awesome. The more people there, the more fun it is in general. Yeah. But then you would go back and you just yeah, you be on the your ass. And just, just, you know, complain, do a little complaining. Yeah, just about yeah. how your life sucks, even though it doesn't suck. <laughs> it's just, it just you're trying to out complain everybody else, or whatever, you know. We can't uh, afford that. All right, South by Southwest. Yeah, we're there. You're there. So, so we went. We had this show at South by, and it just blew us up. Like uh, I remember our manager, Mike Schweather, who runs the Majestic downtown, and so East oh, House. Cool. Well, he's an Oak Cliff guy, but he lived a lot in East House. Doesn't really matter. Um, Schweather, anyway, uh, was our manager, and I remember him going check it out, and he had. I'm holding my wallet right now, this little thin wallet, and he had it was about two times this big, so about that many business cards with a rubber band around them. He got that night from every label, every booking agent, uh, tax attorneys, everybody in the music industry oh, had shit. handed him a card and said, "Give us a call." Wow. And this was just what year, what year was that? That was in March of '96, and this okay. was, um, you know, to us, we still. Looked at ourselves as total, like DIY indie band. Mm. Like we didn't have any money from our label. I mean, we made we made our first label, first record for fifteen hundred dollars, I think. The second record like two thousand. After the South by show, so we went around with Capitol Records, went around with Mercury Records, around with Universal, uh, all these record labels. You know, just tons of them. and we then she signed with Electra. So Electra, uh, home of Queen, home of the Pixies, yes. home of the Doors, and and we were just like, yeah, that's the Doors because they we always oh, thought of Electra as being like, man. even though Capital had the Beatles and Sinatra, but we still yeah. looked at the anyway. That's who we signed with. So we go the first two records total of four thousand dollars budget for the record three two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So this is when you're in a completely different world. What? Yeah, completely different world. You have money to spend. You can, you know, we were really hand to mouth. It wasn't something that, it was just a giggle fast. Like, uh, uh, we don't have any money. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's funny, right? <laughs> you know, it's all you can do, right? <laughs> but then when you, then suddenly we had um, all, you know, tons of money to do, do what we wanted to with. And then what comes along with that is you go from making like, so up until then, it was still a good play for us to go to the Ginger Man on a Sunday and play 45 songs, three sets, because the Ginger Man play, played, paid 350. So we could go play the Ginger Man for 350 and then leave on the and then leave on tour two or three days later and that 350 would really push us along until we might make 150, yeah. 150, 250 in a row somewhere and now we're kind of floating our tour, kind of moving forward. Uh-huh. No hotels ever. Uh once what? once or twice. No. No, no hotels. No, no, we slept on people's floors. That's all we did, sleep on people's floors. But you could stay out in front of it with our big 350 Ginger Man. Well, once the Elector deal happened, and part of it was we were just building for us in town, then we started uh, somewhere around then we started moving over to like trees. Well, the, like playing at trees in those days would pay probably 12 grand. 
So are you shit. serious? So suddenly yeah. we were making it rain. It was like stri- yeah. strippers. We were the strippers, man. Four piece, four, yeah. still four. Yeah, it's always been four. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you can't make money with five. Only yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I was in like, a ska band. Dude, I what do you think that. I tell Isaiah? I'm like, dude, you're never going to make any money until it's a four piece or a three piece. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I didn't so, know that. So, and, um, so th- that's really would you ask that's really where at that point the ball is in our court we had everything set up to be as big as uh any band that's ever been you you have we had the chance you don't have a chance until you have funds like that right you don't you're just you may think oh i write a bunch of good songs it'll come but we've all known people that yeah that you'll listen to their record and go this is pretty good why didn't they ever make it well there's a lot of reasons but at some point you need I'm cash. Yeah. You know, so what I, year was that you signed? Yeah. Signed in 96. That record came out the following year. It's too far to care. It's, it's, it's our fans' favorite record. Um, what's funny is it didn't sell that much, but uh, it, it is a really good record. So it was probably around, because it was around 98, 99. I was, Fight Songs Days? Yes, Fight Songs Days. I, I, that was playing in my car. I got out of the car at North Park Valley, took it up. Memorized valet in there, I think, because I had a, I had, a ba- I had one of my boys with me, mm-hmm. tiny baby. And when the valet brought my car back around, he's like, "What's that band playing in your car?" And it was y'all, it was five nice. album. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's not ninety sevens." That 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 was about. Huh. So around ninety nine was about. Um, really, it wasn't as big because you get bigger just by the nature of more people. Sure, and sure. Now we draw more than we did then for the most part, but it felt. I mean, we, were, right. we had been on Lollapalooza. Right. 90, we were on Lollapalooza yeah. 97 with, with Snoop. Oh. On tour with Snoop yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tool. <laughs> Tool, my buddy. What year was that? 97. I used to oh, eat no, breakfast no. with Maynard. Really? So my buddy was... <laughs> and Devo was on it, too. Really? really? You know, we hung out with the Devos. My buddy Armando, he was the their bodyguard for seven years. For who, Tool? Maynard. Yeah, well, I, didn't have, I didn't have to deal with bodyguard. Yeah. I was in the cool crowd. Yeah, see, cool we had crowd. moved over. <laughs> see, well, we were in the different kind of cool crowd. They were kind of, now move up till today. The you were that, in uh, the movie uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, what? was that so cool or what? Can I go forward? We're, we're, we're yeah, going oh, I'm sorry, I should have gone forward. Okay, let's, well, let's, go, back. let's, let's go. go back. Yeah. So anyway, that was all. I'll please. Okay. We, so let's just let's do movie talk. It's time for some movie talk. Yes. Okay. So in 2008, we get a phone call. So you've been touring this whole time. You've been, uh, you release another album. Like we just keep two. releasing and okay, we okay, keep yeah. touring. That's okay. just never been. So fun. you're getting better because you're playing a lot. You're getting Guitar? better. Uh, the band. Musicians, the band. You're just getting better. I certainly got better. Okay. Like, like but I had the most ground to make up to be, to be fair. Right? Okay. Uh, so I was the worst one in the beginning at my instrument. That's so funny. It was free. No, I didn't feel shame by it. I admitted uh-huh. it. I was, but I'm smarter than them, so that's you know <laughs> that's clear too. So are they going to listen to this? I, hear this? I would I would go again. They would they would be threatened by that. They would argue with me, but they would go. It could be true. Yeah, it's so funny. We've always said we have the smartest band going. Like if we yeah. anybody anytime wants any band wants to go against us and uh-huh. any sort of I mean, Rhett's sharp as attack, you know, but, or everybody's sharp. But anyway, so we get this phone call like 2008. It's from Vince Vaughn. He wants to know we want to be in a movie. And he was a fan. We had already knew that Vince Vaughn and like uh, some of those people, like Joaquin Phoenix types, yes, Favreau and them, they used to come see us in the really before, right around that 96, 95, 96 world. Um, and, but we didn't know it. Again, you don't know. It's what you were talking about earlier. You yeah. don't know who comes to your show unless they let you write. It happens. I once sat across the table from Molly Ringwald and I didn't recognize her and I never said anything <laughs> no. to her. And then I found out later who it was and it was too late then to go say, Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really a big fan, but you know, I'm more like this, the 18 year old Molly. You can't <laughs> yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't so recognize I you. How can you know? It's just a, yeah. it's a 37 year old woman yeah. sitting over there. That yeah. wasn't really, it was kind of dark. Yeah. 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 So Vince called, wanted us to be in this movie called the breakup. So we went to be in this movie called the breakup, which was super cool. Um, it was him and Jennifer Aniston in it. We got to hang out with Jennifer. It was all fun. Uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story is in it. That's like, oh, that's my favorite because they played on my birthday. Amazing. Oh, I, I love Christmas Story. And I hung out with Ralphie the whole time. Uh, I still get, we still get 
really nice royalty checks from that, by the way. Oh, for my. Two really? Days. Yeah. Like, wow. Like the, oh, the, shit. That thing's... It keeps on giving. That's a good thing about that business. Yeah, it keeps on giving. Yeah, it I've does. heard that that is where most musicians that don't tour like that... They make a ton of money. If you the one hit on wonders to your publishing yeah. rights, yeah. yes, yeah. You get to make that money. Hey, our bass player was married. He's not anymore, but she's still with us. She's still hanging. She's still part of the, the family. Uh-huh. It's just they're not married anymore. He has a kid with her. To the girl who does the voice of Daphne on Scooby Doo, she's on The Simpsons. <gasps> what? Wow! Like that. I'm going to tell you right now. That's the gig. Yeah. Oh, a voiceover. That's the gig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't. Now she's she's smoking hot. Yeah. She doesn't have to be. Sure, ask me the size of this building, right? Yeah. No one sees. It's like you know how women seems they always there's a like a complaint, you know, like they get older and there's harder to find parts. Yeah, right? sure, yeah. right? But in voiceover, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they make all face the money. for radio. I'm telling you, this many in the figures or more. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I was uh, listening to a podcast yep. about one hit wonders, and there was a, I can't remember the name of the song, but they literally were making between two and five hundred thousand every year the the band themselves from a song that came out in 1972 playing on commercials and stuff playing on commercials uh other bands would would probably sound like like that in the summertime (laughs) yeah just one of those one hitters like that it was it was what was that song with weird al yankovic played yeah um he had a few few anyway it was like one he played one of their songs and they made a few million from his version yeah yeah, you're like it goes on what? and on. It goes on and on. Yeah, it's like an STD. So what was your movie after right. so that we one? Just, so we were in the breakup. It was exciting, and and we thought, you know, bands don't even get to be in one movie usually. Sure, we've already had our movie, and that was good. That was really good. And two years ago, we had this phone call with this guy named James Gunn, who writes and directs the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh-huh. And James, come to we'd already heard this rumor, but come to find out, James and his brother Sean. Sean, we first played. There's a good chance when I talked about uh, that playing that show in Chicago and they were singing along, there's a good chance Sean was here. Sean plays Craglin in The Guardians. He got a plastic no mohawk. Yeah. And he, when I asked him, I said, so how did you guys get into it? He goes, dude, I lived in Chicago, went to the University of Chicago when you guys were blowing it, you know, killing it in Chicago. And I was oh. always front and center. I said, like, really? You're just one of those people? He said, just one of those people wearing their flannel shirt. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, and so they got us, so they, so Disney had so, wanted them to do a uh, or Marvel wanted them to do a holiday special to get ready, which is pretty much like Guardians two point five, and they wanted and James pretty much wrote the script around. He goes, I wrote the script around getting you guys in it and Kevin Bacon because I'd already no. I'd already had Kevin Bacon like name dropped in a couple of the Guardians. Uh, oh right, right, right. They, 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 he'd been he's, he was long playing that. Or yeah, whatever. he was Star Lord's. Uh, the greatest hero in the history of Earth is a man named Kevin Bacon. Went same town just by dancing, you know, type. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> So we were all like, going, please let this happen. This sounds so fun. And so we had to kind of wait it out. It's still COVID-y. It's 2021. Uh, You're you're hoping that, you know, we're vaccinated. We can do it. We don't care. You know, we're all in. And it was a lot of moving parts because they'd get ready to do it. And somebody in the cast would get sick and stuff. This is still then. And so um, finally, we all get to go to Atlanta. And... um, and for three days of shooting, about a week there, and shot two scenes in the movie, and it was so fun. Of all the things we've done, it was cool, absolutely cool. the coolest thing. I mean, that's with three and a half hours in the makeup chair. Oh my god! Every I know. Day. I started, did you love that part? It was great, like being um, transformed. Yeah, and they were just yeah, and kind of we doze off too because it's like six in the morning. I was really early, and like yeah. airbrush painting or. Everything. Yeah. I mean, it's full on. Yeah, hey, yeah. we'll have to. Um, yeah, we'll I want to pick it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll oh, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll but, uh, no, no, it was. I, and I had the How most would I look it up? extensive one. He's going. Uh, Guardians. Well, do it afterward. Guardians. Uh, Old Sevens. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. But you can really see. Let me see. If I have one. At some point, I had it. This is bad podcast etiquette, by the way. So anyway, um, it was so much fun, um, and I got to. We got to hang out. Unbelievable. With all the guardians and have one on ones with them. Uh, nice oh, conversation geez. with Drax. I had a nice conversation with Drax. Nice conversation with Manus. And um, and then we were shooting with Star Lord the whole time. So he was out there working with Red. Red had speaking parts. So in general, it was a home run. The really? Running. So cool. And when you come, the thing is, my kids were too little. It was right about in 2008. Uh-huh. They yeah. were little. 
But if you come home and tell your elementary school kids, kids, I'm in a movie with Vince Vaughn, Jenner, Aniston, you, you know what they say? They think two things. Who are they, first yeah. of all? Yeah. And I'm sure everybody's in a movie uh, at some point in their life, right? We, aren't we all going to get to yeah, be in a movie someday? In a movie. And so then I would say, you know, Ralphie, he's in the movie too. And that was a little interesting. But when you come tell your 20-year-olds that you're in the next Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> it blows their mind, all their friends' mind, and oh, all their yeah. friends' friends' mind. You're like, wait a minute, my dad's cool? They're in the... I mean, all of my all of my friends' friends, I had to go over with them, and we we had big laughs about it. Like, yeah, I mean, you, so if you if you uh, Google it and go under Google Images, just put in Guardians of Galaxy in the old ninety sevens or whatever, and you could see all the photos. Oh, amazing. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's so a, it's amazing. The the song you said he had already kind of written. So we like, two how songs that, how in song, it. Yeah, okay. So the plot, even though it, it's not really super clear in the movie because it's just forty five minutes long, but. Uh-huh. The plot is we are alien aliens, obviously, yep. that have met each other, and we want to start a band, and we're obsessed with 60s, like old earth music, really not 60s, just old earth music. That's what we're supposed to be. And then oh, Rhett right. quickly sure. says that at the beginning. He mentions it, but like in, in his speech to Star-Lord. But so we have one, but what happens is we're supposed to be playing a Christmas song. We have written this Christmas song, but it's all wrong because we are not earthlings. So it's all, <laughs> it has stupid lyrics in it. And James and, Eric, and Rhett wrote this song together. So it's, uh, huh. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. What the heck's a turtle dove? And who something that dear? I don't know the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just silly stuff. It's a silly song, right? It's for fun. Uh-huh. And, and then the people from nowhere, which is where we're playing, and there's like a hundred, all these extras are around us. And we're just like playing on the street. Well, they all give us, we kind of scare them. They're they're not they've not heard like rock music so we okay. always we were laughing going or just talking about it. I said I think probably they just listen to like what we would think of as like um, ambient music because they're <laughs> aliens right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> stuff like that and then they hear us and drums and everything and they're it frightened them a little bit so they were scared and then at the end of the show there, there's never really a scene that where this we meet Kevin Bacon but really no nah, I mean there he just suddenly is on. Stage with us, okay. okay. And, you know, you just don't get to hang dog. out. You know, you can't worry yeah. about that too much. Yeah. No, we no, we met him and hung out with him. Oh, I'm talking about our movie. alien the characters. Alien characters. Well, no, we hung out with him the whole time okay. because we were yeah. in Vanigo, right? Uh, for the day, I figured. And uh-huh. so he, um, so then we have this song called "Here It Is Christmas Time" that we had Red had written in like 2010. Actually, I think he told me he wrote it in like 20, like 2001 or two, uh-huh. right after his son was born, and. uh and just it was kind of really a song you wrote to Max, and then we recorded in like 2010 or 11, and it has had some legs as a Christmas song, yeah. but nothing that even was even noticeable other than the occasional text. I just heard you guys on Serious Holidays, right? You know, whatever, and you'd be like, ah, oh, LOL. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Thanks. I mean, just it is kind of it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it doesn't move the needle, right? right it's just right. something that happens. When the Guardians thing came out. Uh, this was really fun because a we and we had Jimmy Fallon. We had we, we did Fallon like December first. So that was fun with, oh with Kevin. With Kevin. What? And my heck? son and Audie was our guitar tech. He got to be backstage and do guitar. Oh, my, my wife and daughter nice. was at front. So we were having a ball in New York. Christmas in New York, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah Where's your birthday present? <laughs> yes. That's your birthday present. Oh, yeah. Stage. And um, uh, but then when right after the thing came out, our Spotify exploded. So. We always have about between two eighty and three hundred thousand spins a month. That's just kind of where we have set for a long time. Sure. And uh, and by the way, those are all real spins because guess what you can do for seventy five dollars? Oh my gosh, you can Fine. bump them up. Yeah, you can just mm-hmm. yeah, you can send them out. I have yeah. friends that do it. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. It doesn't make any money. That's anyway. fucked up. But anyway, well, it helps you get. It is theoretically helps you get a cooler it, gig. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but still, yeah. it doesn't matter to us. Everybody knows what we do, and right. yeah, either where they want us or they don't want us. They're not. It's, we can't lie to them. Right. But it went all the way. It did not quite hit a million. It was like 960. Oh. And it was like January 5th. And I remember telling Eliza, who was, she's my daughter, and she was really obsessed with this. We were laughing about it every morning. But she goes, Dad, 725. And I said, Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember it was down a lot. I said, It's down a little. And she goes, It won't go back up, will it? And I said, Well, no, it's. We're getting. We're looking at Valentine's Day now. It's not yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day, and it's slowly oh. slowing back down. We're back down to two eighty. <laughs> oh, but dude, t- it was awesome. It'd even be the two eighty is insane. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, like, 
sometimes I so I play a lot of disc golf. So when you're out playing disc golf or board games, you I talk you just one. bullshit a lot, right? Yeah. You're just yeah. talking about nothing. You're like yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes if the band comes up and about this or that, it's the only thing in my life that deals with most of us. While we throw around numbers like a hundred thousand or a million, yeah, it's not actually something you ever pick up. No, right? right. It's mm-hmm. too much. What do you What do you have that's a million? I mean, your bank account may even have a million in it, but even that, it's just a number, right? Right. But if you if if you had to just if I just said, I want need I want you to get me ten thousand rocks here. Yeah, that's a lot. Carry of them all. Rocks. They didn't matter what size they are. Yeah. You you but you must put them in your hands and yeah. pile them there. Yeah. I give you a dollar for each one. You do. Yeah. You have two days. It'd be a long two days, sucky two days, right? Yeah. It's, those numbers are actually really big numbers. So when you start talking about, for me, looking back, what? Let's bring it back to the beginning when I started that freaking band, living living in that apartment. Yeah. The idea of just getting to play Dallas once a month was my goal, yeah. and we have two hundred eighty thousand people every month that just play one of our songs that I'll never yeah. meet. They're just people, and that's nonstop. So it's over a million a year. You know, gotta it's, be it's badass. Satisfying. Yeah. It's totally badass. Yeah. And so now y'all are getting ready to go back on tour. Yeah. So right? if, if you go to the you can go to their website, it's um and you're old, old you're, right? Not very professionally named there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It <laughs> is we're 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 all out there. You go to their Facebook too. It's just old it's um yeah, Facebook's yeah. good. A girl yeah. Doreen does it. We have a big song of ours called Doreen and yeah. Doreen actually does it and she does a good job. Yeah, and um, keep you can find all stuff about the band. Yeah, we got two tours this summer. We don't have a Dallas play until theoretically December. It's not booked. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. But you heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. Before the actual yeah official booking. That's right. But you are going to go to Europe. You you mentioned that that you can't wait. That's fun. I can't wait for that. It's going to be fun. Now, um, do you bring the family? No. No, that's not the kind of thing. Really? Working busy. Yeah, everybody's got stuff. Well, I mean. Two of my kids are one's in college, one yeah, has their own life. Home. Yeah, everybody's got their own life. Yeah, uh, but more than that, realistically, it's. I mean, maybe, maybe in other bands, but uh, it's hard. They're just not invited. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why would we want them around? Yeah, we yeah. see them all the time. That's true. I mean, yeah. I've been home. You need to go to work. Yes, your wife's probably ready for you to get out of the house. Yeah. I think probably there's something to that right there. Sure. She did come this last time for the first time ever, rode on the tour bus in April. She'd never been on the tour bus. Do you, okay, so when you do that, can she meet you places, I guess? Yeah, but when you have kids, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, I think people that take their kids on tour just, I thumbs down it. Really? Well, okay. What's going to happen to these kids? Yeah, yeah. What if daddy don't make that much money? Right. What if he, in yeah. the end, his band breaks up and daddy got $6 million in the bank and he yeah. really looks into it and he's already spent $4 million of the $6 million and now daddy got no job. These kids are going to be gypsies. They're going to think, oh, yeah. they need yeah. to be. I didn't raise either one of my kids. I told them, I said, you know what? You learn a musical instrument. You can be in a band and stuff, but do not expect to have any success at it. No. You might, but the odds are much better that you make it in the NFL. Because Which they is crazy. Dra- right, mm-hmm. they draft but people every year. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. more people doing yeah. s- these kind of like college football. You think how many people go play college football, and when that ends, it's yeah. done. It's they done. go to Home Depot and get the yeah. job, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever they maybe you know, sure. to make yeah. good grades. They do something else, but this is not a career path. No. Yeah, it's not like NASCAR where you can just tell your son, right. "Here's the car, let's go." Yeah, isn't that insane? Yeah, it's like that. And you don't want to like tell people not to do it because music right. is fun. Music is. is an art, but Both do my it kids for play. that. But do it for that reason. That's right. Both yeah. my kids play an instrument, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. But they they need to be. You just need to be clear about that part of your life because there came that point where they did realize my dad doesn't do what everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you're saying this. Yeah. Yeah, because it get it does realistic. It, it gives people a false impression that oh anybody can make it. I'm like that dude put in more time doing one thing. A lot right. of time being broke, and, yeah. and and a lot of it's just kind of a, at least in my band, my world, it, it was just kind of a luck factor that we right. met. Yeah, you know, and Rhett, Rhett is truly a badass. The rest of us are good at what we do, but he's exceptional. He's he's talented. Yeah, extremely. But, so if I don't meet Rhett at a time period where his stock is low, local right. music, nobody was paying money to go see Rhett Miller in 1993. Right. I never let him forget it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't. Hey, no. The last. Keep him the, humble. I, 
Murray invited me to come see him about a month before the first time I played with him. There was four people there, and I was one of the four. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ne- I wish I had photographed it. But Where I- does Rhett live? <laughs> Rhett lives about – he doesn't live very far from Woodstock, but New York. Um, but really, it's not as glamorous as that. I just made that sound. He just lives in a smaller town about two hours north of New York City. Okay. And uh, it's a small town. His kids went to a small town high school. And there, his son just graduated in his first year of college. Murray lives in Pasadena. He'd moved there to meet the cartoon girl, Gray. Yeah. And then there's they all live out there. His clan lives there. Philip lives half mile me in Lake Hollins. Yeah. Isn't that something? How you can have a band and everyone lives all over the the country. Like it was better when it was not when everybody's together, but easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's better. I I enjoyed it more, but that you know it made it now. But they had to move. They they wanted to move where they wanted to move. Yeah. What you gonna do? No, you can't move. You have to stay here and like have yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not a bad place to live. No, but they, yeah. that wasn't their decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Wanted to move. Uh, yeah. Wow, man! Thanks for doing this, Ken. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's thank such you. A, you just never. I'm telling you, living in East Dallas, never know who's next door. Yeah, you no. never know who's next door. But what do you think of the East Dallas music scene? Like for real, like just Dallas or Dallas in general? Well, you know, it's a lot. The thing is, most kids grew up that are our age when your option on doing something exceptional was music or maybe write about music or write a book there was no podcasting maybe be on the radio right. mm-hmm. but now but so many kids now it's it's not a it is what it is the musician a lot of the musicians are video gamers that's just straight really? whether they're making money or not this is what kids do mm-hmm. i'm a big video gamer so i'm not knocking it it's just the reality is in the '90s, we were sort of sort of like a band that drew older people, like mm. the 25 to 30, one or two year old crowds, sure. people that had a little miles on the tire. Our songs are about how shitty life uh, love is. They're not about good, not about good times. About love, yeah. it's about yeah. You thought love was good, right? Yeah, not so much. Show me, show me. Where's the good parts? You know, it's about breakups and it's about heartache stuff, and that's just what Rhett writes about. Is where he's comfort his comfort zone, and so. But when we blew it up around 97 and 8, like locally, mm-hmm. and suddenly we became as big as any band in this town, high school girls were – we'd go play trees, and the amount of um, attractive 18-year-old girls to 21, and we would all be going – and we're like 35 and yeah. married. So, <laughs> and we'd just be going, why couldn't have this happen when we were 21? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been great. <laughs> Uh, I, but I would have wasted it. I would have wasted it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I would have wasted it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but the point is, that was the goal in the 90s. Kids in Dallas grew up in, as soon as you could get to Deep Ellum and go see bands. Yes. Show up. Yeah. This is, your kids, my kids, they don't go to, going to Deep Ellum is just, it's where ding-dongs are like jello shots go to them. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't let them go to Deep Ellum at night. Just, right now, it's yeah. a different world than it was. It's just jello shots and party, you know. Yeah. But it's yeah, not yeah. about music. Right? No. So, right. it's just mm-hmm. a different world. It's a different world. Um, Definitely. So most kids aren't, I don't think kids, it's just one of the many things they think they're going to do in their life while they're going, doing their video games, playing their video games. (laughs) Man, this is fantastic. We need to have Ken back on the show. It's awesome. Hey, I have to ask you, you're sporting a uh, caterpillar goatee kind of. Well, you know, I had that one for a long time. Yeah, I know. But now you're going to say. I got rid of it COVID. Well, that's what that other one looked for. It got long. So I had this oh. long one here for like years, and I never really thought of me having it. And then I'd see a picture of myself, and I go, "The hell, dude, what is on your chin?" <laughs> and because I didn't think of myself that way, uh-huh. you know, I just went around thinking of myself the way you think about it. And then I'd see a picture. So during COVID, I said, "Getting rid of that." I got rid of it, uh-huh. and just like two days, like the last three or four times I, I've had opportunity to shave it, I didn't shave it. It does it is meaningless. Gonna let it come back. Yeah, it doesn't mean badass. <laughs> It's still badass. <laughs> I made my daughter cry when I shaved this off. Really? Yeah. She she she, she didn't realize it, like she was. I don't know. I've heard a couple of people say that they've had that reaction with their oh. kids. Like if they just, I've had this forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I just made a mistake one morning, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. It's gotta go." Well, then comes off, Meh. and then she was like, "Tears." I don't so. like my husband bare face. He has to have something. something. Yeah, yeah, he looks odd to me. Cause yeah. That's yeah. A, how yeah. I met him, that's how I met sure, him. Yeah. So yeah. when he shaves it all off now and then, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I Lori likes me with like five o'clock shadow. Same thing. Yeah. 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 Funny. Yeah. 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 Facial hair. 
facial hair. Yeah, that's right. And then my poor boys can't grow facial hair. Uh, too smooth. <laughs> Are you serious? No, they cannot. No, it's terrible. It, it'll come oh. mid thirties, probably. I don't yeah. think so. Um, my father really? can never grow oh, it. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't think so. I think they're destined for baby face. Baby face. <laughs> it's go. not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Ken, thank you again awesome for doing guys. this yeah, and coming on the show. Hey, go to their website. It's old97s.com, and they are going on tour for real. So um, yep. you know, Camille wasn't joking. So go see them. Their first place, you, you guys are playing in Minneapolis in, on August 17th. Is that the first show of it? Yeah, that's the first show. Is it show. First Avenue? Is that what um, this is? Fine Line. The Fine Line? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, we've played there before. Minneapolis, then the Majestic Theater in Madison. Madison. I love Madison. Wisconsin. Madison's great. I have a lot of friends there. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we playing there? Uh, Thalia Hall. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell tell him the schedule. Yeah. yeah. Tell him the schedule. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Ken doesn't know where he's going. Yeah. Hey, but no, no. And, Those are good places. Those yeah, are all. So go go see him if you can, and then they will be here uh, playing in Dallas. So um, in December, you said. So. We hope. Hopefully, hope. fingers crossed. Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's the Maybe idea. it'll be a New Year's Adam. I don't think it'll be. You don't think it'll be? No, because I just, they're, they're all asking Come about on. the first couple, the first weekend or two in December. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm going to try yeah. to catch him in Scotland. That would be good. November 8th. You going to Scotland? The Hug and Pint. That's where I want I've to go. We've never played awesome. in Scotland. We've never played really? Scotland. Really? Mm-hmm. That should be interesting, right? Yeah, New yeah. place, that fun? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's New different. place to play that is... I know. Okay, it's gonna, who knows? There might be 10 people there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, there's no way to know. We never have played that much in Europe. Compared really? to other bands. Mm. So we'll see. That's going to be fun. And be fun. It's fun. All right, Camille. Hey, that's all I got with Ken here. So, y'all, Ken, you're awesome. Thank you. It's fun. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Camille, what in East Dallas is going on? I don't know. Stick around. We'll find out. See you guys next week. All right.